Today's episode is brought to you by America's Best Unlimited Network. Don't miss a show with unlimited data from T-Mobile. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Watching <laughs> Thrones, everyone. Uh, this is our special five-hour long podcast. Um, oh, no. We'll be doing this for the rest <laughs> of the day. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> uh, my name is Michelle Boyd, and as always, we are here recapping the latest episode of Game of Thrones, the finale today, the hour-and-a-half-long finale. And as always, I am joined by my small counsel, Spencer, Spencer Gilbert. Spencer Gilbert. Spencer Gilbert. <laughs> House Gilbert. Good to be here. Uh, Rob Cornett. Hello. I'm so excited to have our guest. Kumail Nanjiani from Hi. The Big Sick and also from Silicon Valley. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, are you ready to talk? Yeah, I'm ready to talk. It was it was it was a lot last night. <laughs> so much. Where is everybody on the feelings chart? Like, how do you feel about the episode? Um, I feel. I, oh, just like adjective describing how I liked it or not. I thought it was great. I thought. I mean, I don't want to get into anything, but I thought that the whole meeting was like one of the best scenes of the whole. Season like that slowly walking like that tension and that was fantastic and you know we'll get into specifics but I have a I think I have something about later in the episode that actually I was excited about that I think was not meant to be like a good thing we we kind of we have a segment at the end called Raging Throners uh, that's like one of your favorite moments of the show so sure. we'll, we will we will definitely get into it I almost feel like there's two big top stories normally we have like just the one but I kind of feel like for this episode we've got two big ones obviously John Aegon Targaryen mm. not John Sand not John Snow and then the other the wall came down guys yeah, yeah, John Sand is the bit. <laughs> wow, how much of a letdown would it be if his name was just John Sand? <laughs> it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not John Snow. It's John, John Sand. Sand. Oh my dun, dun, god. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, this will take some getting used to. Do we call him Aegon now? I don't I, think we do. We can't, we can't. right? No. He's lived too long as John. We so, call him John. So we got to talk about this a little bit because, you know, obviously his father, Rhaegar, had a kid named Aegon already. He had two kids. He had Aegon and he had Rhaenys. Now, both the can't kids you can't have and two Rhaegar, you can't. You can't. Wait, the kid's name was Rhaenys? <laughs> That's <laughs> a good tough middle school. His name was Rhaenys. It's like born Rhaenys. named Sue. Like, he'll be tough. Uh, the, little uh, girl's, the little girl's name was Rhaenys and there to, was Aegon. You usually have to try to find something <laughs> off of that, right? With it, but this one's you just take a letter out. There was actually a king named Anus at one point, so enjoy there that. There was, yeah, there okay. was, there was, there was. So, welcome. it's like a boy named Sue thing, yeah, that's why really he became is. king. It made it strong. <laughs> that's how he got his dragon. That's George R. R. Martin just trolling the audience completely here and there. But this yeah. was, I feel like, I mean, both the kids were dead, Rhaegar was dead by the time John Aegon Tart. I'm just gonna call him John, John, yeah, John. Stan, John, we'll Snow. John. Jay. John. No. No. <laughs> By the time John was born, both Jago. the kids and Rhaegar were dead. Jago. So was this like a tribute? Was this Rhaegar being weirdly prophetic? What? Well, I mean, there's Aegon the Conqueror, right? Mm -hmm. Is that who he's named after? Yes. yes. He's like the big daddy Targaryen, first one to fly <laughs> over on the dragons and unite the seven kingdoms, right? Yes. So I don't know. I can't get into her headspace of why she named her that, but maybe the um, why she named him that. But in the show perspective, like, he's going to unite the Seven Kingdoms again, right? That's where this is headed. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they, I feel like she may have, if we're going from in the books, <laughs> and the book spell, yeah. his his obsession with, <laughs> with the yeah, We try not to do it very often. <laughs> we don't do it a lot. We That's don't do very it a lot. funny, because we were talking just before this, and my wife has read the books, and we had to ban that phrase from the house. <laughs> we scold 
ourselves when we use you it. You understand. We're only allowed one. Okay. But, but we cheat. Or more. Um, <laughs> we do cheat. But so if you're taking it from that perspective and his obsession with the prophecy of the prince that was promised, then she may have been honoring that part of him and named him Aegon to try and fulfill that prophecy with this new boy because the other Aegon was already dead. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's a good point. Kumail, does the incest bother you? <laughs> Listen, I don't want to, like, rank incest. I don't want to be that guy. However, I feel like brother-sister incest is maybe slightly worse than, if it's age-appropriate, yeah. and nephew incest, which I'm not, I'm not saying that that's okay. However, if the other one is twins, which I think is maybe one of the worst kinds of incest there Twin-cest. are, if we are splitting incest hairs, mm. I will say, you know, didn't bother me so much. I was like, they didn't grow up together. It's fine. Worse things have happened. It's weird because with the twins, at a certain point, you're like, are, are you eventually just making love to yourself? And that's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like heightened. Yeah. It's like that from time to yeah. time. But it's think like of the children. Just think of the kids. Like, your odds of another Joffrey oh, go yeah. way, way up, up when it's all the same chromosomes. Yeah, no, it's true. It's definitely good to have fewer. <laughs> yeah, you want to be far apart of the family tree if you're on the same family yeah. tree at all. Yeah, and they've definitely done the incest math. Like, when you're thinking about all the incest and inbreeding Targaryens have done, they're little closer than aunt and nephew but again at this point I just but for care. a Targaryen like aunt and nephew might as well be complete strangers they're just, yeah they're, yeah. Before. they're fine yeah if you're on like Targaryen tinder that's like a total yeah. that's totally legit that's an easy swipe aunt right. nephew is like they're like it should be a little closer <laughs> do we even have any friends in common like jeez yeah <laughs> do you think that they are gonna care I think he will care out? yeah I don't she may not care that's but what I think. I think, think. He will care. I think they'll both care. I mean, what is he going to mope harder than he already mopes? Like, what is him caring? What does that look like? Um, he smiled this week, Spencer. Oh. What? It was a half smile. Did you notice? <laughs> when? <laughs> when they were standing around, and he was like, "You know what, Tyrion's right." He tried to make a little joke, and he was like, "We're aft," and they both smiled because that was the closest they ever get to a joke. Uh, uh-huh. We're fucked. <laughs> uh, we're fucked. Joke. Yeah. 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 That's right. And then they were. Yeah. That's Perfect. right. Well, we also uh, want to engage a little bit with audience. We've got Lon Harris on the couch. Oh, Hello, really? Lon. Hey, how's it going? Uh, in the YouTube chat, they really want me to mention to you that... Oh. Lon's a professional, guys. In the YouTube chat, they really want me to mention to you that it's pronounced Rainice, not Rainis. They think. Listen, I think I'm the other sorry, kids are going to decide how it's pronounced. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't care how you pronounce it. They are adamant that it is a, a Y-S is yeah. niece. They called me Cumpale, so I think, <laughs> I think they'll find a way to bridge the gap. Yes. When we've got a, a big difference in the show between Cersei and the showrunners saying Cersei constantly. That's true. Like, Who says yeah. Cersei? The showrunners. The showrunners do. All the time oh. they say Cersei. I'm they like, should watch the show. Really? <laughs> I don't think they do. So who knows, Cersei. guys? I sort I, so having read that, I had pronunciations in my mind that are still lingering, right. and one is Cersei. Sure. Yeah. Just, I blame them. It does yeah, I blame make, everyone. Cersei does make more sense, I think. Don't go down this path again. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, the other EIs in the book, in the, in the show, bing, are, but I misspoke, so it doesn't count, um, are A, right? Yeah. Like, um, aren't there other ones? Uh, who's another EI? 
So I think actually Danny, I think the only thing Danny's really going to care about is that technically now John has a better claim to the throne than she does. Exactly. I think he'll, he might care about the incest because he was raised in an, an environment where that was not okay. Um, and she <laughs> was raised in an environment where she was probably going to marry her brother. her brother if he didn't sell her off. Um, I think she's going to be like, oh no, I did not spend all this time yeah. becoming a queen and conquering these cities and getting these armies and awakening dragons through fire in order for you to take the iron. I think she's going to be but like, John oh, never wants to- responsibility. He doesn't even want to be king in the north. He's like, oh, okay, fine, if I have to. But he will immediately <laughs> offload that back on her. Who was that? That's like, <laughs> that was supposed to be John. Oh, okay. <laughs> John? John wanted- Snow? <laughs> I'm just waiting for all of the new kind of couple nicknames that are going to come out of uh-huh. this. John and Danny or John and Danny or Harris and Danny. Whatever. Yeah. I think Ooh. there's going to be a lot. So, yeah. If anyone uh, thinks of some more of these, uh, some couple nicknames, you can always use the hashtag Watching Thrones. Tell us what you think. Uh, tell us which, how comfortable you are with incest. But I also want to. Uncle Nephew. I have a question. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Before we move on to the next thing, if they're married anyway, even if he is the rightful heir to the throne, does it matter if they're married anyway? Like well, if they're kind of like king and queen, right? Well, yeah, except that Danny has it, always been very adamant about not sharing. Yeah, but she's also been talking about how she wants to break the wheel and she doesn't right. want to be like just another ruler. So, is this too obvious a solution? Yeah. I yeah. feel he so he'll not only be have more of a rightful claim, but he'll he's also male, which means that uh. if he's the king and she's that's like why Elizabeth never married because she would just be giving away all of her power. Uh, right. Um, I see. So if he's the king, then she just immediately is neutered. If she was the Targaryen queen and married someone that was not a rightful heir, she could probably maintain that power, but he's Jon Snow, he's known there, he's the rightful heir, they love him in the north. You know him, you love him. Yeah. <laughs> like Jon Sand. Totally control him. He's like, like he, he's like a, not the strongest, like Daenerys is like maybe the strongest personality on the show, well the strongest moral personality on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jon Snow, Gets talked into stuff all the time. Sure. Constantly. That's true. And yeah, I mean, and you once you get to a bed. certain level, it, your claim doesn't matter. Robert's Rebellion it didn't respect descendants of Targaryens. Right. It's just, when you're at the top, it's whatever you want. But it's We've important about for the other families, that... right? The other families will, like, I respect mean, at, him more. But at the same time, 300 years ago, none of the families cared when Aegon Targaryen came in with three dragons. So it's it's going to be it's right. it's going to be interesting to see what people's reactions are. But before we get away from John and Danny completely in incest, Let's talk about that ass. I wouldn't. Oh no! <laughs> I oh yeah, it's on the list here. Yeah. Five of these are just dad ass. <laughs> <laughs> I have extensive notes. Actually, I wanted to talk about Tyrion doing okay. his like now my watch has started begin thing like over in the corner. What was that? Just, oh, why was he watching? Why was he watching? And the music got a little darker. It was very it strange did. because it doesn't. He's not like into either of them in that way. That's so the thing. That's, is, is he? he? Is he, con- no, is he no, concerned no. with purely political reasons, or is he concerned? Uh, is there some sort of love thing going on with is him? Is this and setting Danny up a massive? See? 
uh, heel turn for Tyrion in season eight because mm-hmm. we don't we don't see the end of that meeting he has with Cersei. Exactly. It's just right. the um, you know, oh, you're. Preg- I think it would pregnant. be awesome. It could be that he. <laughs> I think he could have been like, just lie. That's a good point. Yeah, just yeah, lie. Just send lie. him off. Like, well, all right, Lannister just lie forever. To them. Fine. Yeah. Oh my god, they seem love to be, it, love that. <laughs> they seem to be kind it, of in a good place by the end of that talk. It so, possibly could be. And there's a thing, uh, way back when George R. R. Martin was pitching this whole thing, John was originally supposed to fall in love with Arya, mm-hmm. by the way. Oops. And, but, yeah, and I know Tyrion, what you're talking about, but let's yes. give him the opportunity, let's do this. Yes. If oh, you do not so want to know about his early... Uh, and drop. This right, is his we'll, pitch. We'll wave our hands again when we're this done we're talking about it. Okay, we're mute it. We're, this is we're gonna have a moment of possible right. spoilers. Uh, Camille, we'll wave our hands again when we're done. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm cool. All right. So, because the thing is, is we don't know if this is what he's still gonna do. But originally, in the original pitch, John was gonna fall in love with Arya, and Tyrion was also gonna fall in love with mm-hmm. Arya, even though it was unreciprocated. Uh, it would have driven a wedge between Tyrion and Jon. Wait, but yeah. they have the same... Yeah. So, yeah. so, in the original pitch, though, it was a little bit different. Like, Jaime kind of becomes the Cersei, and he becomes this Mad King figure, right? And then, so Tyrion turns against his that brother instead of his sister, mm-hmm. and he goes to the north, and he falls in love with Arya, but Jon is also in love with Arya, and it creates tension between Jon and Tyrion. So, some people think that they're doing that turn now, but it's Tyrion in love with Daenerys, and so it's going to create tension between, and he will take a heel turn. That's one option. The other option is he's just like, come on, people. This is complicating everything unnecessarily politically. Mm-hmm. And the third option, to your point, is we did not see the end of that conversation. Could he have, out of his massive guilt for getting the other kids, inadvertently being responsible for those other kids that he did love dying, could he now be supporting his sister? Are we safe to wave again yeah, to we tell people we're done? We're that done is with spoilers. Very... Done with spoilers. But just earlier in the season, when he was watching the Lannister men getting slaughtered by Daenerys, like there was a little bit of sadness in his eyes. Of course. Well, yeah, Hmm. because that was her doing something that she shouldn't have been doing. That Mm -hmm. was like her being not noble or honorable or whatever, which is her whole thing, the wheel thing. But I think the Tyrion heel turn is very exciting. I hadn't thought of that. I want to know what the audience thinks about this sort of thing using the hashtag Watching Thrones. Lon, what's what's the chat is? They do not. They do not like the idea of Tyrion (laughs) turning out to be a bad guy. There's like show ruining. No, no. they don't have anything for him to do anymore. He's just advising. I listen. Do, right, don't shoot the best. Uh, I'm, I'm going to vomit has come up in the chat okay. room. Uh, one of Maybe the things, that's unrelated. <laughs> that's true. They could have just been I general. I like that uh, brother-sister having sex doesn't make them vomit, and aunt, nephew's sex doesn't make them vomit, but a guy turning good to bad, like, oh, gross. How can we handle that? Well, one other possibility that I was seeing floated out last night was Maybe instead of a full turn to like, okay, I'm going to support the Lannisters, what if he had said, look, she can't have any children, let this happen for now, and then your son will make sure, or your daughter, like, will make sure your baby is the next in line. So now seeing uh, Daenerys and Jon getting together is like, oh, well, there goes that plan. I I think Cersei's faking it still. Faking the pregnancy. Yeah. yeah, well, we've, well, we've, we've got to yes. get to that. Very ostentatious touching of the belly. Yeah. <laughs> like, was... mm, I have something to live. Uh, yeah. Watch me I rub see. my belly. There you go. <laughs> mm, something to live for. She's laying on all thick. But here's the thing. One of the biggest complaints from 
I, I I really, really love this finale, but I will say that over the season, one of the biggest complaints from people has been, oh, the show is losing its sense of moral ambiguity. There's only good right. and bad. If Tyrion does a heel turn that is motivated by complex um, loyalties, and then there you got you got your moral ambiguity. Yeah. Right? I mean that's what the show has done. I mean th- that's what's been so exciting about the show is that it's not like good people don't win. Like it's sort of there's like a chaos element to yeah. it. You know, like uh, it's it's uh, very unpredictable that way. And I think this would sort of fit in with what made us really love Game of Thrones for the past few seasons. At least for me, I I I, I love Tyrion. He's such a great character. A heel turn here would be like just. So I think it would really complicate the show. And it would really way. go back to how he was at the uh, towards the beginning of the series when he was telling, I think, Catelyn, and this was about the cat's paw dagger, I never bet against my family. Yeah. Hmm. You know, he's, he's said time and again, like, he thinks his family will win. So... I don't know if I really see him allying with Cersei at this point. Also, but maybe he's been giving Daenerys shitty advice all season. He has been. Maybe he's been doing this all along. Or maybe, this maybe is he's a turn. just truly confl- I mean, I think it's it, more than just being like, "Waha!" I think it would be more interesting if he was legitimately conflicted, mm. and he said, "Look, just lie to them. Um, we'll go and we'll deal with this very real threat that is to the entire realm, and then we'll figure it out." And maybe he thinks he can talk his way into some kind of deal. You know, the only only thing is that he's believed in Daenerys so wholeheartedly to the point to this point, yeah. but maybe he's starting to doubt her. Yeah. Well, before uh, yeah, yeah that's so a much fair happening. point because she did kill those, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we have to get to the other major major thing that happened in this episode. The wall came tumbling down uh, by blue fire, blue ice, yeah. just ice death fire. It's gotta be fire because the wall is ice. I just, you know, I, I've watched this scene again and again, and I still can't really tell what exactly is blowing out of that dragon's mouth. He doesn't need to breathe. Well, there is a type of blue fire, right? That's like you can, um, but so I think it is blue fire. Yeah. I just, it's just an interesting thing to me because, look, if all that was keeping the White Walkers away was just this physical barrier of the wall and not magic then there's many other ways they could have addressed this. We talked about this. They could have gone over to the bridge, uh, Bridge of Skulls over by the gorge was at the western end of the, wall, of the wall where the wall ends. There's a bridge just west of that. They could have just stormed that bridge. Yeah, they can't swim, though. Just, so just bridge. Take the bridge out. Bridge. Oh, yeah. And Well, then they can, like, yeah, climb across the gorge like wildlings. Mm-hmm. They can freeze it. They, you know, there's just, there's other ways. But the show has established that magic is a thing. This is not just a physical barrier, that there's supposedly magic that rules this wall and keeps White Walkers and Whites out. So I was really confused by this, and I was just, my, my way of explaining it was that, like, the wall's a horcrux. And you just, you know, once you take out the physical form, the magic inside hmm. disappears. And I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, that's the thing is because they've been so vague about magic is they can make up whatever rules they want. Like, Sam could be like, oh, and it says here, a blue dragon can melt the wall magic. Like, all right. To me, it's not really the most important part. It's just that we knew the wall was coming down eventually. It had to. It's about time. Yeah. And Camille, you were saying you knew the wall was coming down this Well, episode. I was just talking with friends yesterday, and we were all, like, coming up with stuff. And that was one of the things you were like... The wall's definitely coming down. And the other thing that we sort of talked about that I don't want to move on to was that Sansa and Arya are, like, scheming something. So those were the things. And then also, what was the... And then the um, the, the John, John Sand thing was going to come out. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we sort of figured, like, yeah, the wall has to come down because, you know, this is the end of the season. It's really got to, like, set up the momentum for the next season. 
Um, yeah, that was the part that I was like, oh, right, now the, now this happens, yeah. <laughs> I had some que- I I will admit, I, I had some questions about it. I mean, some of which I just eventually went, magic undead dragon, because his throat blew out, right? It exploded, so he has no throat left. So he's still <laughs> able to, with great precision, expel blue fire or ice. Roth. Hashtag undead dragon I'm magic. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like there was. I so also you're saying like, you have issues with the biology the of, of the zombie dragon. ice dragon. So, so and then if you looked at the wings, yeah. just in terms of physics, there yeah. were massive holes. Oh, yeah. So eventually, oh yeah. and then I asked the question, like, how is it that it's blowing out the magic? The magic is what helped. <laughs> Help the wall, like serious, so serious business. Eventually, right. I'm not going to watch the next season. <laughs> so eventually, I just went undead ice dragon. Zombie dragon. It's all fine. I will zombie say, ice dragon. magic. I, Hashtag magic. When you start talking, I was ready to poo poo it, but then when you said, I will say the holes in the wings. <laughs> yes, that, that is true. Like I think that's for real. In terms oh, of physics. Gosh. In terms of physics. Just aerodynamics. Look, yeah. Look, how much do you want us to buy? A lot, but can we also just say how fucking awesome was that? It was awesome though, it was to watch cool. the wall come down in this giant dragon. No, oh, I don't think. Do we think so? Do we they think Tormund and Beric are dead? Of it. They, I agree. Yeah, they I, I think made. they did as they've done so many times this season. Is the fake out of somebody drowning and then being alive? They I jumped agree. into I a river. Like, like, yeah, I mean, as long as there's a nearby river or tributary or inlet, <laughs> he will be fine, no matter how much armor he's wearing. Unless you see their like heads separated from their body. Yeah, they're still yeah, alive. They're I still mean, alive. the hound made it through at a point when I really thought he was gonna. He was dead. If you don't see him die, which is why Stannis is still wandering around the woods here on that wall. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, What do you you guys think? Do you guys think that Beric and Tormund are actually dead? Um, I want to check in. I want to check in with Twitter as well with Lon on the couch. (laughs) Uh, Everybody on YouTube simultaneously was screaming, "Dragonfire is magic!" (laughs) (laughs) They are totally satisfied. So magic can beat magic. They are satisfied with the answer. Like, yeah, dragon. Dragon magic meets wall Dragon magic, magic and yeah, they, even, they even want another out. It, it Harry Potters I, itself and just like cancels each other out yes. in a giant explosion. Oh, okay, Harry cool. Potter magic, oh, the no. logic follow. hey, <laughs> the logic follows, but I, but I, I was completely... But I will say, I was the same way. I had two moments of questions and I was like, I don't care, blow the wall down! <laughs> and it was what I needed to I have some Santa yeah. area questions, but we'll get to that. They are they are also bit. wondering Gendry too. We don't have any sort of location information. Could Gendry have also been at Eastwatch? Oh, when he it ran collapsed? back to Castle Black, didn't he? Or no, was that Eastwatch? In... That's what that's what they are oh. asking. That's, oh God, we lost Gendry. Again. <laughs> we lost him again. Now, he's, now he's running between castles instead of rowing. <laughs> he's just still running. Well, he had all that rowing at first for the arms, and he skipped leg day, he's and now the, he has to make up for it. He is the it's most fine. fit man. I swear, on this continent. Okay, well, uh, we can definitely move down to uh, Winterfell and the other fun moment of this. Littlefinger, Sansa, and Arya. Mm. I take back everything. I apologize to I everyone. Don't. I have a question. I don't. Because I thought the I thought the show was not at this point anymore. I thought it had lost its subtlety. I thought it had lost its ability to turn on itself and have people plot behind backs without showing us that. And I 
have never been so happy to be wrong. But I'm calling shenanigans. Why were they having these conversations? <laughs> Why were they having conversations with each with other nobody with around. no one else in the room? Well, just because they didn't show... This is what I'm saying. Now, apparently... See, I'm going into explanatory mode now. I can <laughs> explain away the crap. Uh, just because they didn't show Littlefinger there doesn't mean he didn't know about it. Somehow. So they just we, assumed we he did. was always watching on, like, close circuit We also well, have to buy TV. that they're also amazing actors. Those characters are wow. also, like, amazing at... Because if, if they're pretending, that's a lot of pretending. If anyone has that ability now, it's Sansa that's and Arya. Yeah. That I is mean, true. How, how much training do you need in hiding your feelings and hiding your true plans? Like, they, of them are then if they so, were in on it, what's all the subterfuge necessary for? They rule Winterfell, just be like, this guy's a traitor, kill him. That's I think. Why I think, do the why go through all the trouble? Because they also needed to turn the Knights of the Vale against him too, and yeah. have proof that he was oh. setting the girls up. That exactly. he was. That he was. But that wasn't like the important the fact that, that they presented. They were like, we got X, Y, Z. Like they dropped all the charges on him. I think they did. I think that's why they needed the audience. And they, yeah, because you're right. They could have just sliced his. The only trick secret. they needed to do was to like invite him into that room. That was the only trick necessary. <laughs> hey, we have a birthday. We have one of the people's birthdays. I feel like she was coming, Sansa was probably coming from a place of, she's pretty cautious, and we've seen that, right? She was probably thinking, like, I'm not going to just execute this guy yeah. out of nowhere. I'm going to make sure that this is the actually the right decision to make, because he could, as much as I hate him, if he's not totally dangerous to us, he could make for a decent ally, right? And, but if he is totally dangerous to us. And then also you have the fact that Bran was finally revealing some super useful information to them about what little I have friends who are just like Bran, by the way. <laughs> they don't know it all. They know everything. <laughs> that part where he was like, I remember everything. And we were like, we right know. Now. Oh, yeah, my geez. God. Which, I mean, he didn't because he didn't know about the secret wedding. But okay. Well, I mean, we get back to that. But I think I think it actually goes back to the little mini conversation that Sansa and Arya have at the very beginning of that scene where they come in and Arya's like, are you sure you want to do this? And Sansa's like, no, but this is what our, this is what honor demands. Like, this is the way it kind of has to be. We have to prove that Littlefinger committed murder, committed treason beyond a shadow of the doubt, com- you know, present all this this evidence like to everyone assembled. Like, yeah, kind of was based on a little bit of evidence it. of a psychic child. But okay, yeah, a like a guy can just show up and be like, I'm the three-eyed raven and this is the <laughs> shit that's going on. But there was no proof, but I will say that this storyline had the only resolution that would have been uh, satisfying mm-hmm. to me. That Absolutely. was really, I, I liked where it went, yeah. I, I did too. He needed a more painful death. Or like a more epic That's a death. pretty brutal death, though. Like, she rips his, like, that was that awesome. was pretty <laughs> intense. That was awesome. Because it was just also, I mean, in the Ned Starkiness of it all, I thought what was interesting yeah. is that it united them even more because she delivered, it's like they were of one mind. She Sansa delivered yes. the sentence, mm-hmm. Arya carried it out. And instead together of, they and are together a unit. together they are a unit. One Stark. One, one strong Stark. And so one I thought Stark that to was... I don't. I understand what you're saying, but I feel like she wouldn't have wanted to. She's. I think Arya was suspicious of him from second one, and then she's like, "What is this guy up to?" When we saw you that. mean Littlefinger of Littlefinger, the, the most suspicious seeming guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, she should. He just talks like this, and he's always his yeah, name is like, Littlefinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he needs to work on how he presents himself because he presents himself as a backstabber. Just a shady as fuck. Just so many red just flags. Just red flags. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lon, you brought this 
up earlier when we were talking that you're actually going to miss Littlefinger. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the dynamic that he brings to the show. He's like the ultimate schemer, and he forces all the other characters to get so much more clever and smart and strategic. And I am going to, you know, not that he was like a good guy, but I am going to miss what he sort of brought to these shows. He was he was having so much fun being conniving. And guys like Jon Snow, they, they, they don't want to be conniving. It's less fun. Yeah, he does stir the pot. And it would have been one of my acceptable endings for the series if Littlefinger is the king, but the whole realm is just full of zombies. So, like, he finally got yeah. what he wanted, but, like, what is No, I definitely think there was, like, because he's more than a lot of these other people who are sort of born at the right time or, like, they're good fighters or whatever. Like, he earned everything he had. He's one of those characters that really came up from nothing. And so, I, you know, I think that's, in, that's an interesting dynamic to explore, and it makes him more interesting than, yeah, like, some of the lords and ladies who kind of just assume they would be in charge. He had a good run. Yeah. Good I, run, Littlefinger. Good, yeah. Poor R.I.P. Right. Littlefinger. Right. <laughs> Drink some down for really coffee. Uh, a lot of disagreement in the, in the uh, comments, too. Some people are saying they think the scene we saw with Arya and Sansa was really the very beginning, mm -hmm. and there was a lot more scheming that happened between the two of them that we never saw. And then other people saying that was already, like, the end of it. Like, they are, that was purely for Littlefinger's benefit. So I'm interested in, in your guys' take on that. Like, when do you think Arya and Sansa sort of got on the same page? I feel like that's a deleted scene somewhere <laughs> that, like, they probably yeah. shot and were like, eh, this makes it too obvious. This gives it away. To me, it seems like from the beginning, Arya knew that he was planting the, yeah. the, the note and all of that. It seemed to me, in retrospect, that from the beginning, they were all onto it. Yeah, I think she, Arya was definitely onto it. And if you look at Sansa's behavior, she's just basically dissing him, allowing him to be there because he brought the Knights of the Vale, but kind of like dissing him, and then suddenly she's seeking out his counsel. Right. It didn't make sense. Right. So I feel like she was, Arya came to her and was like, this guy is trying to play you. And Sansa's like, mm, let me feel it out, you know? And yeah. then when it became very clear that he was, she's like, I can't have it. And then yeah. Bran chimed in with like, uh, by the way, he helped kill Dad. And then they were like, well, that doesn't. Information would have been useful <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I could have I known that before. Yeah, yeah. But again, the most suspicious presenting guy in the world. <laughs> like, clearly that guy's up to bad stuff at all times. I'm just so, so happy that Arya's, I mean, uh, not Arya, Sansa's arc didn't take another step backwards. Because yeah. I feel yeah. like we'd seen that a lot. Like, she'd take three steps forward and then, like, stumble backwards. Like, she, you know, she became this powerful figure in the veil and kind of asserted Herself and then she got sold to Ramsey. And I'm just so, yeah. so happy that she's not an idiot anymore. As she said, she's a slow learner, mm -hmm. but she learns. Well, do you think that was for the audience, that line? Which one? I'm a slow learner, it's true, but I yeah. if it was, I, I'm happy with it. I think so. I mean, I feel like, you know, sometimes what was, I've always loved the show, but it seemed to me sometimes they would put their characters through the ringer in the way that felt very sadistic to me. Like, to you know, like the Oberyn Martell thing, for instance, really, like, made me very, very sad. It was almost like, oh, you like this character, so can we swear on this show? Oh, yeah. A little bit. Sure. Okay. We have already. Yeah. Do you like the show? Yeah, you like this guy? Fuck you. He's dead. <laughs> so that was like a little like uh, sad to me, but I'm very happy, like you said, that we did, don't see Sansa going, putting, getting put through another ringer because she's been through so much. And I feel like sometimes the show has like uh, punishes its virtuous characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that tracks for me that she would be a slow learner just because she had the most to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, she started out, she was the most trusting of the status quo of any character on the show, yeah. that she's had to be chipped away at that over more time than other characters. Yeah, and I did like the sibling, the the contrasting, like, one group of siblings falls apart, one, yeah. like, 
once dissonant siblings come together. Mm. Um, I thought that was kind of yeah. good. It was nice to see the Stark children working as a unit again, because that's the way it's supposed to be. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens when John gets back up to Winterfell and talks to Bran, and mm -hmm. Bran's like, oh, and meets, and Bran gets to meet Danny and probably says something like, you know, you look so beautiful while you were banging your nephew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he That's, will. Creepy little. Yeah, he's so just, creepy. yeah, I feel like going through puberty and you have those powers, <laughs> you're not getting much done. <laughs> right. It's like having you porn on Westeros. <laughs> okay, but, but can Bran really take advantage of that? I mean, he's in that wheelchair. Yeah, oh, well, well, we don't also, know. We don't. Okay. Okay. He can warg into the dude. <laughs> Does Bran okay. have a functional penis? We yeah. want to know, guys. Hashtag watching Thrones. Watching Thrones. <laughs> I do have a real question, and this is this is these aimed, are all real these questions. Are, no, these, <laughs> these are, are real, real questions. questions. So this is aimed a little. A dragon's bit of, respiratory system. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, okay. Wait, is it a laden or unladen dragon? Yeah. I'm talking about basic aerodynamics here. <laughs> I'm with you on the wing holes. <laughs> It didn't, I let it go pretty quickly because sure. I was like, break down the wall. Um, do we prefer Bran's position or sex position? So the show came under a lot mm. of fire for the ah. sex position, for like information dumps that had people just randomly fucking in the background, right? Um, now it's Bran's position, so all of the information yeah. comes. Mm -hmm. But they did manage to combine the two, yeah. which I thought was impressive. <laughs> <A> promise <laughs> promise <laughs> okay. Oh yes, yes, of course. The voiceover. So now all of Bran's explanation is going to be over people having sex. Just yeah. any any I people feel, won't I, even matter who. Yeah. I had a little bit of the brand position issue where I was like, oh, we just have a character who can explain things. However, I was okay with this one because as we were talking earlier, we kind of knew the stuff. Like his big reveal was stuff that people kind of knew. And I feel like maybe we were kind of meant to have put that together that he was, he's a Targaryen and all that, right? Yeah, yeah so, he was just bringing it home for the slower people, yeah. I think. For the Sansas. For the Sansas of this world. For the Sansas of this world. I the two things together. We, we sort of had heard about, you know, that he had this sort of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark were his parents, and then we'd also heard that really offhanded Gilly reading from the book, like, oh, they annulled Rhaegar's marriage, but like, I, I think for a lot of people who maybe aren't on shows where they pick this stuff apart every week, like making the connection between those two things was was mm -hmm. new. Exactly. Although, and let's talk for a second about Bran's vision. Um, how much did that actor look like Viserys? So yeah. much. I, for a moment, yeah. I almost thought they'd use the same guy, and I think they just they did that on purpose with his hair. But that yeah. was that was a little interesting. Yeah, he yeah. looked a lot like him. I mean, I, to to your point, Lon, I thought about this, and I was like, okay, say the show has fourteen to twenty thousand. And 20 million viewers each with thousand. Um 20 million viewers a week. Probably three percent of those are as insane as the people at this table who yeah, are like really true. piecing it together. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a large chunk of the audience that they were like, it's only gonna take three minutes. You know, lay back and think of England, and we're just going to explain what's going down. I do think that this is yeah, the best use of Bran, who I've given yeah. a lot of crap over the seasons, but he is just there to be a portal through which we can witness more interesting things. I think that using Bran as a third-person omniscient narrator, which he probably is in the books, using him as a camera on a tripod to just prop up 
<laughs> to just pop up and point at stuff we'd rather hear about is the best brand possible. Yeah, I, I thought the scene worked. Yeah, I, I did too. And I, I liked the scene between him and Sam because it set up the fact that while he can see everything, he doesn't necessarily see everything and put it all together in his head. And he can't like go through books and diaries and stuff, right? right? Yeah, I mean, well, like when, when Sam brought up that the marriage had been annulled, oh. which by the way, way to take credit for Gilly's fine, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he totally did. Yeah, what the hell, man? But uh, way to mansplain that marriage, but it's okay. I, you know, I thought it was good that then Bran could choose to go look at that point he in time. He has to know where to look. But he has mm-hmm. to know where to look. Yeah. Exactly. I, I did like that it kind of set that up for That's it. Because right. otherwise, Bran would just know everything immediately. That is real because it is like it is an overwhelming amount of stuff, you know, history of time. And if he knows where to look, he can go. Otherwise he's just kinda like watching people have sex. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You you think he's like sifting through all the stuff and then frequently landing on people having sex. (laughs) History's best bone down session. The Werewood Network is the internet. That's why his eyes are always rolled back knowledge everywhere at all time and a lot of porn. And occasionally that's just what you're gonna focus on, but you don't know which he Wikipedia has a page to jump on. Yeah, to. he has the internet, but no Google. Yeah. So it's all there. <laughs> but you gotta find it. Yeah. And just back using, like, of, you know, Ask Jeeves. Yeah, he's yeah. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> so much of life is just boring, too. You know? Yeah. Right. Like, you so, don't know where oh, yeah. Right. You don't know where. And so it, it's great because right. it adds some limits to what Brian can do. Yeah. Also, Sam's reaction was hilarious. Right. That was fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> what does that mean? What? Speaking of reactions, I love Littlefinger's reaction to being betrayed. Did you see that? It was, it was great. Yeah, someone has to do that with the, the Tim Allen noise guy. over it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, let's but, have, but I actually, I'm no, sorry. Please. I want to say that I hadn't thought of that, but I think the brand powers putting a limit on it by in a very like organic way is really cool because he is someone who knows everything, but he kind of has to know where to look. That that makes a lot of sense, as you said. Most of life is boring. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, two people getting married. It's like cares. editing raw footage. Like you have to scan through all of it, and there's so much that. It's yeah. just going to be thrown out. Well, check back in with uh, Twitter and the hashtag Watching Thrones right now, Lon. Interesting, uh, interesting theory that we got on Twitter from at Spandrell. With John now Aegon, does Lodos prophecy the drowned god will rise up and destroy Aegon set up a John Euron face-off Ooh. in season oh. 8? I don't want that. No. <laughs> I mean, they'll fight at some point. Interesting twist. Yeah, he's going to swagger his way back uh, with the new... Sure. Well, I mean, it's just the idea of prophecies that refer to Aegon now could be referring to Uh John Snow. That's fascinating. Also, a small moment, but we're going to get elephant fights. Yeah, yes. really the golden did. art. What are they Yo, called? The golden, the, company. The golden company. The golden company. I was like Sam, and from Lord of the Rings, I was just like Olyphants. Hey! Olyphants. Hey! Yeah. Well, let's get down to King's Landing and let's talk about that plan and Euron and Cersei just lying to everybody left and right. I mean, first of all, how cool was it with all of the reunions? Sure. Yeah, that was the, the reunions were great. Uh, but just back up a little bit, like I'm so happy that that was a, a long con that she was pulling because when Euron was like, "Oh, spooky, a ghost! I'm running away," and Cersei's like, "All right, I'm on your side now." I was like, "Show, show you done did me wrong this season. <laughs> You're totally just rushing through these stupid bullet points as fast as you can." So I'm but just you know so what? glad. I thought it would be kind of cool if Euron showed up out of nowhere and then just left out of nowhere too. Like I, I thought that that would have been okay because I feel like he's a character who's just shown up and suddenly been given a lot of like stuff to do, mm. and um. I uh, honestly, I know that this is probably not popular, but I was like, oh, if he just walks out and we never see him again, that's kind of, I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> I, I bought it. I, 
for his character that he would just be like, all right, oh, wait, undead zombie? Peace. Out. Nope, I'm done. I did, I would have bought that except for he is so crazy. And I, I like, I don't know. I what I didn't, and it was such a weird question to immediately ask, can they swim? You know what I mean? Like, mm. well, they can't, but why, what? Um, I, I'm with you. When she came back out and she said, "Our arm, we will fight this together, and our, I will send my army, I was like, no, oh, no, yeah. that's not Cersei. And so I was so happy, like you, that not only did she not do that in that moment, but that she had never planned to do that. And this whole thing, because I was wondering the whole time, why is she inviting these people? This is so not like her. The whole time she's just like, great, I'll say that we're in a truce. Go get distracted in the north. I'll take back the rest of my lands, and you can all get effed. You guys, that's her. Yeah, I think Tyrion's turned. You do? <laughs> I really do, because we don't see the end of that. He shows up, and you're right. She's like so good. I think he might have turned. I. The only reason that I. I mean, the main reason that I think that's not the case, and I. I don't know, because I really don't at this point. But she made it such a point to show off that she was pregnant which we can talk about whether or not we actually believe that's true. But I think that's the only thing that would have convinced Tyrion right. that she's okay with teaming up with everyone because he's always said the two redeeming qualities were her love of her children and her cheekbones. She still has her cheekbones. So now that she has a child to protect, possibly, like that I do believe that Tyrion would take as evidence that like, oh, okay, she wants to protect her unborn child. But it could also be, she could be like, listen, you've killed off our lineage, now there's more, there's more Targaryens coming, what side do you want to be on? Well, I'm sorry, there's more uh, There's more Lannisters coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, who knows, but sorry, there's more Lannisters coming, whose side do you want to be on? Do you want the Lannisters to control and like continue our legacy, or do you want to go and like work with someone else? Like, to me that could go both ways. If that conversation had happened after he had seen Danny and John Bone, then maybe. Then I would I would be more on the side of like, oh, wait, they're already doing their own thing in their bed. But, but that was such a heel moment for him. He's creepily watching the shadows, yeah. So yeah. creepy. There's also, they planted the seeds with this line, I thought, in the exchange. And he's like, I believe that Daenerys will make the world a better place. And she's like, you just said she'd destroy King's Landing with a million people. Uh-huh. But she, that was a great but moment. But she, but she listens to me. And then what if she was like, what if I listen to you? Mm-hmm. How great. Great was that yeah. scene. Yeah. They yeah. were so, yeah. so good. good. So They're good. besties. They used to. He was the one that originally um, uh, suggested her for that role, and uh-huh. then they used to room together. Really? When they oh, were yeah, I've seen some like the behind yeah. Instagram posts. That was yeah. uh, great. I'm getting chills. So my good. new best friend. I like, feel like just... she could have used that in. Yeah. Of doubt, that seed of doubt. It's that, a very good point. You know, like, well, is she going to continue to listen to you? And how do you know? And what has she, she burned all those people? And yeah, and she's like, work with me. I'll yeah. listen to you. We're both we'll alcoholics together. Yeah, we're both, so much in common. <laughs> yeah, we've killed a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, we Lannisters, yeah. maybe. I just I, Tyrion spent so much of the time in this episode talking about like. This is my sister who's tried to kill me twice that I know of, and I'm not looking forward to going in there. I just, it's so hard for me to believe that he would trust Cersei, even if I do believe that he would buy that she might want to, like, match up with everybody to save her kid. I don't think he would necessarily trust her enough to, like, 
jump into bed with her, metaphorically speaking. I don't think Tyrion would trust Cersei. And I don't think it would be this black and white heel turn where he really agreed to like work with her against Daenerys and Jon either. I think that maybe he's incredibly confused and conflicted. And that he doesn't really know. He's suddenly in this position of in a lot of ways, deciding what's best for the realm, not a thing he's ever totally wanted to do. And maybe he's trying to figure out, he's always this guy that's trying to find the compromise. He's always this guy that's trying to find the way that we can all agree. And he's done that consistently throughout the series. And so to me, him going, well, maybe I can find a compromise. Maybe we can go take care of this threat and then you can stay here and have the baby. And she's always been better when she has a kid. Maybe once she has the kid, she'll calm down. Down, and then yeah, I can because Tyrion was also so concerned about succession with Danny. Yeah. He kept talking to her about like what's going to happen. You need to make a plan for after you're gone. Yeah, maybe he was like this. This kid, I could help raise this kid, and this kid could take this over. This could be the most stable, yeah. like uh, yeah, royalty we have. That's, yeah, that I mean, that, he's that, there to like influence the child and give it the like the upbringing it should have had, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And all of, by the way, all of this sort of hinges on whether or not Cersei's actually pregnant. And I want to know if like what the chat rooms and everything think with hashtag Watching Thrones. Whether you think Cersei's pregnancy is actually real, but I because the I other he kids, thinks it's real. Yeah, other than Joffrey, I mean, the kids are great. Real. Yeah. yeah, other than Joffrey, the kids are great. Yeah, it's not yeah. Bad. yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's he's the type of guy that would not want. He actually, in thinking about it, wouldn't want anyone entity to have too much power. And maybe he would love to find a way. He even suggested like there's other ways to decide who is next. He's he's open to different ideas, and I feel like he's he would not be opposed to trying to find that. Yeah. And I do think she's pregnant because I think the little brother in the prophecy is the little brother to her other children, potentially. Mm-hmm. I would go with that, except for that part of the prophecy was wrap his fingers around her throat. Well, you think a little baby's going to choke her out? I don't think hmm. the baby's going to choke her out, but I think that she could... She could die in, uh, in childbirth. childbirth. But, that's, yeah. but that wouldn't fulfill the... Yeah, but how is that wrapping fingers around her throat if she dies in childbirth? It's a metaphorical, metaphorical. death. Does she, drink, no. um, does she drink the <laughs> wine that Tyrion pours her, by the way? They pour, oh, pour I know, it was it. a very interesting thing. Do they know that that's bad back then? Like, no, I don't think they know. Okay, but yeah. that would also be oh. a, a signal that she's not pregnant. She's, oh, drink, think... she's drinking while pregnant. No, well, she, they didn't know that. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, okay, we are not getting into pregnancy. <laughs> they didn't even I know think that one glass of wine. wine. Westeros. One glass of wine. One glass of wine a day for pregnant is fine. As long as she's also not delivering sushi at the same time. I have a lot of pregnant friends. Yeah. Oh, here's the other thing I thought was going to happen. cheese. She's just eating like lemon and yogurt. Here's the other thing that I thought was going to happen, because she sort of tells the mountain to kill him and it doesn't go through with it, I really thought Jamie was going to die last night, because yeah. she, yeah. I was like twice, that wouldn't happen twice. Yeah. So I really thought she was going to die, and then when he's writing, I thought that instead of the water droplet, I thought it was a fly, and I was like, oh, the the mountains like after him because he's dead and this flies. Or and Jamie's now in Westworld. And, and he's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Westworld, uh, but I really thought Jamie was gonna die, and that would have been pretty big because yeah. she has what she wants from him—a baby. She doesn't really need him anymore. Right. I yeah. thought it would have been awesome if she refused to kill Tyrion as much as she desperately wanted to because it would have blown her strategy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and it was just a strictly strategic move to keep him alive and then kill Jamie kill out Jamie. of passion. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. I thought it was going to go that way. I, I, everyone in that I was watching with, we all thought Jamie was a goner. Like, so why just did for it a not moment. happen? Why did she not, why did this set up both scenes in such a parallel way where once she says kill him and doesn't and the other time 
The same thing happens. Yeah. I think it does, because I agree with Roth, that it made sense strategically for her to let Tyrion go. Right. I'm not sure why she would have let Jamie go, except that, I mean, sh- I assume she actually loves him? I think she was just calling his bluff. Like, you're not actually going to go through with this. But right? then twice. when he did, yeah. why didn't she kill him? Twice she called it. I mean, they... Also, how does the mountain know the subtlety of when it may kill or not really kill? He's a zombie. He's barely hanging that's a, on. That's a deleted scene we also didn't see. She's like, okay, one yeah. nod means unsheath yeah. your sword. Yeah. Two nods means slice his head off. She has to say Simon says. Yeah. Yeah. Simon says kill him. Simon he's says kill my brother. He's very good at social cl- killers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he reads body Sorry. language really well. Yeah, I love that no too. Eyes. Oh, man. But, I mean, Speaking of the mountain, um, Clegane Bowl, guys. Clegane, I can't even talk anymore. Clegane Bowl confirmed. Yes. The hound yeah, we got a little teaser. Walking up to the mountain and saying, you know who's coming for you. Let them. Yes! Wait, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Okay. All right. This is what I thought after that. Uh-huh. What if, and he doesn't really remember <laughs> this, the hound had visions in the fire when he was a little kid, oh. and he saw his brother's death and talked about it, and that's when he shoved his face in the fire. Oh, okay. that's All great. Right. That's a real cool. Hodor moment, kind of. Yeah. That's really good. I'm totally okay with that. That's really good. I'm like, like this fan fiction known, world that this you're, is my that you're doing that right now. Because I was like, that's what if really you good. did that? And he was like, you know what's coming for you because, and now he's remembered that he's having visions again because I told you what's that's coming really for you. That's really good. Yeah. Because he has the, the big moment where he sees stuff in the, in the fire. Flames, yeah. Yeah. The other thing, I'm like, at this point, the hound needs to get over his fear of fire because I've burned my hand on steering wheels and I was okay with fire. <laughs> Beric sword is not going to bother you. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. Totally but, cool. But that's very good. That's, that's like very that. good. That would be awesome. That I would be, that's... I don't know if they can show that in the books, but I mean, George, we're, we're giving you ideas right here, man. Come yeah, on, just I hope write you it meant in. that literally and not like, you know, the Lord's coming for you. Right. Like, like he comes for all of us. Like the I God really... of Death is coming for you. That I would hope be it's a one-on-one. Like, oh, yeah. It's got to be. Although, are we hyping this up too much because nothing could actually live up to our expectations Oh no, I can't We built it up for seven years. It's an un dead giant fighting the hound who's one yeah. of our most beloved characters. I thought the Oberyn Martell mountain fight really lived up. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was amazing. How are we going to top that? They didn't have the same emotional stakes. <laughs> okay. Brother against thing. brother. That George R. R. Martin has now, he can like watch how the series ends, yeah. see how people feel about it, mm-hmm. and then write the books and change it to something that. <laughs> yes. that. Yeah. yeah, that's been a kind of a major concern for a lot of people is like, you know, because it could go a couple different ways. Like, what if the show does really well in its last season, a year and a half from now, and everyone loves it and it's amazing, and it's a different way of doing the ending than George would have done. Like, I know yeah. he gave them bullet points and kind of an outline, but like, what if what they came up with is way more popular? than yeah. what he did. That's you, kind of what mm-hmm. happened with Scott Pilgrim, which I, th- which I, th- I was fine with. I was, <laughs> But the books end differently than the movie. Oh, yeah, with the girlfriend. Mm, the, yeah. They made the right choice they in the it. comics. Right, and sometimes it just works better for TV um, than might work in a book. But I think they're heading to the basic same end, though, right? Yeah, I mean, Don't I'm sure the bullet points but are going to be the same. He can do whatever he wants now. Yeah, he yeah. can. Sure can. He can be like, like oh, this was my plan uh-huh. all along. And then this Dumbledore shows up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might have had Third some Harry sort Potter of reference. contractual thing. I don't know if this is possible. That were like, when you write the books, these plot points that you've given us have to 
stay static. I don't know. I yeah, wonder I would if that's possible. So. I would assume really? so. Really? Because I would I'm hope just... he changes it so we can read a different story. Like, it's not a choose-your-adventure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the story's the story. I think at this point, like, I mean, you know, they know how it's going to end. They know. I'm sure they can. They're, they know who's going to end up on the Iron Throne, or if there's if going there's to be an Iron line. Throne at the end. But how they get there is probably up to them, up to the showrunners. So, so I don't know. I mean, all, a lot of these things, I mean, and again, thank God for that Arya and Sasa scene, because that gave me hope that they still know how to write compelling intrigue and, like, just problem solving and compelling intrigue, though. That was like, oh, this is going downhill fast. Okay, phew, they didn't completely blow it. I'm okay with that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys think that, okay, so it's the audience loves Tyrion. We love Tyrion. Tyrion's a beloved favorite character, right? Someone was like, Tyrion is the Daryl of of Game of Thrones from Walking Dead. Uh Do you you guys think, do you need him and want him to end up the hero of the story? Or is it possible now that Danny and Jon are getting it on that actually like the prophecy, the third dragon is their baby? Sure. Totally possible. Yeah, I just need them to do something more with Tyrion than they have for the last two seasons, where they really relegated him to guy who chimes in with some advice and some jokes and, like, manages the city under siege. But, like, I need him to be more enmeshed with the other characters. It seems like a great setup for his turn, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, these... I, I love the... You know, I'm not necessarily, like... Like, I don't hate the bad guys and I don't, like, love the good guys. What I like about Tyrion is that he is conflicted and he has to compromise. Uh, and I think he, if there is a heel turn, I would, I would, to me, it still is a very compelling character. That's one of my favorites on the show. I like that now Cersei is basically abandoned. Um, she, I mean, she said herself she doesn't She's want any advisors. Who was, oh, Kyburn, Kyburn was lusting after that zombie, oh by my the God. way. He was about he to, was like, so put that hand it. down. That was yeah. just yeah. instant erection on his part. He yeah. was like a kid at Chris. He's like, looking back at Cersei, like, oh, mommy, yeah. can I have it? Yeah. He was just so happy about it. But, I mean, Jamie has now abandoned her, which, God, thankfully, finally, mm-hmm. Jamie yeah. has finally left her, because I've been waiting for that all season. Yeah. Um, that they needed to be split up. And I think so. He he's heading north now to kind of fulfill his pledge and be but honorable. Is there what do you want Tyrion to be a hero? Like, do you want to walk away from this feeling that elation of this character that you love saved the day and is the hero of the whole thing? I do because with Tyrion, he's just been shat on his whole life. Like his father, his sister, like his brother, maybe kind of had his back every now and then. But he's always been the twisted little monkey imp that everyone makes fun yeah. of and underestimates and. I, I would like to see him, and that's why he joined Danny. Like, he gets to be hand to the powerful dragon queen. People have to take him seriously now. And I, I want that to pay off. I do. But I can imagine him snapping and being like, you know what? You've called me this your whole life. Like, fine, this is who I am. I'm going to burn this yeah. whole place Now you're down. abandoning me for John Sand? Screw you. He's I a bit darker in the book. I think, yes. <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, what you really want to happen in something is not the thing that stays with you like when I think back on the shows I love what I want how I wanted them to end and them them like a good person turning bad whatever and me being upset about it but that's the thing I think of the most so even though that would that seems like it would be well to me like that is where I thought it was headed but if it twists and goes someplace else I think that would stay with me more I think I would think about it more um 
I don't know, because the other other one seems like kind of a straight line. I feel like he, when he set up these stories and initially pitched it as three books, and it, had they actually <laughs> been written in a timely manner, no offense, but seriously. Wait, are, we spoiling, um, are we spoiling the... No, 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 no. I'm okay. just saying, this, is my, this the, is my interpretation. No, no. <laughs> this, is not, this is not a spoiler. This is 100% my interpretation. My interpretation is, is that he took archetypally heroic characters like Nexdart, and then after him, Rob, and he was like, no, 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 these aren't the heroes, these aren't the heroes. And he took these three characters that normally would have been marginalized a very young girl who in many ways had no power, a dwarf and a bastard. And he said, in right. the end, these will be your heroes. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to subvert these tropes. And now all these 20 years later, yeah. and the internet and the show, right. and everyone has predicted that these are now heroic figures. Mm-hmm. Either he can fulfill that initial arc or he can betray, or they can decide to betray that initial subvert arc the subversion. and subvert mm-hmm. the subversion. It's so interesting. You, you're right because of the internet and you know the time it takes to write something like this. Yeah. People's reaction to it influences the actual the product. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting because if you're like like when the Hodor thing happened, somebody on Reddit years ago had sort of right. predicted yeah. that. Mm-hmm. There were so many theories flying around mm-hmm. that some of them have to be right. You know, um, and so uh, so I wonder if they have to change. Like, I know some of the people who write Rick and Morty, which is an amazing show. If Love you guys sure. don't watch it, and they were like, people would predict stuff, and then we would be like, all right, I guess we got to rewrite the whole season because <laughs> people would nail it sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like that's the interesting part of like this has become a conversation. I don't think Game of Thrones is a show at all. I mean, not just because of the books, but like these these don't exist in a vacuum. It's a no. conversation between artist and creator. And so I'm interested to see if like to me that was the initial arc, but is it going to change now? But it's a conversation with like a year and a half lead time. It's like they can't, it's like steering a yacht. Like they can't immediately be like, oh, well, let's change this week's episode. But but it's the conversation, that overarching conversation has been going on for years. For years, we have thought Tyrion, Danny, and Jon would end up the heroes of this story. And a lot of my heart wants that to be true because I love all three of them and I particularly love Tyrion. But at this point, if they fulfill that, then I feel like the whole world goes, yeah, we saw that coming. Well, before yeah. before we totally wrap all of this up, too, I have to we have to pay attention to the Theon scene. Okay, I want to talk about that. I wrote it down. <laughs> Did you guys buy the turn, like everybody pledging themselves to him? Yes, after? because the Iron Islanders suck. Like, they're okay. the most like, fickle, like, all right, we'll follow you. All right, yeah, we'll follow this you. This guy right, killed we'll the guy on a yeah. break, so this is our For guy now. Yeah. now. Like, I think yeah. they've over and over again shown to be just like the most duplicitous just lazy crappy group of people in West also Rose. I think getting p- kicked where your penis used to be still would hurt a lot I feel right. like that hurt because I mean, it might hurt even off Michelle he's like I, I don't know I mean it fucking hurts it would hurt it's still a big scar maybe me, there's a wound still the whole fight was like oh well if anyone has been trained to take pain yeah, it's I thought it was yeah. Cool. so I liked that part of it and I mean yeah the turn when he got kneed it was like okay fine I don't think this is like his new superpower or anything yeah. it is though like, it is that would be the worst okay. superpower Power, yeah. guy can get kicked in the <laughs> dick. His dick used to be. Kicked in the nuts, but okay, cool, sure. He's gonna but, get special armor where everything but his crotch <laughs> is covered, and like he'll distract whole armies that way. What is this coming at me? With like a target on it. <laughs> <laughs> I do think the 
one slightly unbelievable thing about it was like he straight Theon straight up said Yara had basically outlawed their way of life. Like when the when the main guy and I, I apologize for not remembering the name. They said it in the credits. Something like I keep wanting to say Hagrid, but that's not right. Uh, coming Harry in Potter and like taking live and well today. <laughs> coming in um, and saying we're gonna go rape and reeve, and Theon was like, no, Yara said we weren't gonna do that anymore. Like none of the Ironborn were gonna be like, hey, by the way, so are we really not doing the raping and raving anymore if we go save your sister? Cause not sure I'm down with that. Yeah, again, they suck. They're yeah. just so fickle I and wishy-washy. Like the plan they had was great. Just go to an island, kill everybody, <laughs> and like live a pretty great life. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. But I am super I mean, I'm not, happy. Not, again, I'm <laughs> not saying that that's what should happen. I'm not saying it's good, <laughs> but for them, Given I feel that like... Choices, them, certain I feel like we're like, learning a lot about you. No, no, I, I'm not for aunts and nephews having sex. <laughs> no, but, but I'm saying for them, that seems like the best possible... Life, right? Yeah, no, for I honestly, at the end of that, and I was like, okay, I'm glad that you beat. The only thing that I could think is like their way of life demands that if you beat up the alpha and you win, then you are followed. But I did think it was weird if, they, like, to me, like for Yara, instead of being like, we're still gonna go to the island. Yeah. But thank God, you know, Reek is now gone again, and it's Theon actually like coming back at least a little bit. Maybe Reek will resurface, but I'm just glad that Theon came around and beat the crap out of someone else for once. But people not having penises is a big part of the, the large show. Yeah, the Theon said it at the very beginning. It's all about cocks. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's but what this is. is. It, is it all about who who had sex with who and what babies they made in the I end? Mean, I mean, it's like a viable succession. philosophy. It reminded yeah. me of, um, was it Varys or Littlefinger did like, which guy does the man follow? Like yeah. the, the gods, the money, or the, the yeah. crown? Yeah. Why not add the cock in there? That's sure, a fourth the, option. The cock is a really good option. Also, though, in that conversation... <laughs> That's the quote of the episode. That's the tagline. That's the yeah. new title, you guys. The, the cock, cock is, the is a good option. Really good option. The cock really is, good option. is a really good option. But I do think that scene with Jamie, that where it came really around was when Jamie left Cersei in the end because he was not following his cock. He was following mm. an option that no one talked about, um, which was just he was doing the right thing. Yeah. And that's the Ned Stark option. Mm-hmm. Well... We have to kind of wrap this up. Uh, Believe me, we could talk for another four hours about all of this, but I want to close with our usual segment, the last one of the season, our Raging Throners, our exciting moments of the episode that we absolutely love. Kamel, I want to start with you. Oh, um, I really, you know, again, this is not the most exciting. I want to pick a scene that we haven't already talked about, but I thought, like, the baby dragon bones thing was really cool. <laughs> I, it did give me a really good sense of history of the show, and she was talking about how they, like, changed the dragons there and they became small and all that. I really I really liked that scene, and I thought the scene with, um, with Cersei and Tyrion was, like, one of the best scenes of the whole series. I, I really, really loved that scene. I was, like, on the edge of my seat. Yes, bro? Yeah. Um, I have to agree with those, but I'm going to pick an even smaller moment because there were so many amazing, gorgeous acting moments in this one, which was just Varys is behind Bronn and Tyrion, and Bronn is like, oh, I'm not in danger. You guys are in danger. I brought you guys here. Now she has two traitors. She wants to kill you, not me. And he explains his whole position. And then right behind him, very suddenly, Varys goes... He was like so in the moment, going like, "You make a good point." (laughs) I need more of him too. I I want more of Varys. I'll pick another small moment from around that same time, which was the Hound and Brienne reconnecting and catching up about uh, Arya, and just like uh, you know, she when Brienne tells him, you know, you 
people should be worried about her, and he gives a little half smile, like, oh, nice. Yeah. She turned into a badass. They're like divorced parents, like, yeah. figuring out how to, like, <laughs> yeah. figuring out She's how to okay. raise their She's kid gonna together. Be okay. I loved yeah. that. I, that was definitely one of my favorite moments. Yeah, so. these are the best moments of the show, is, like, the little interconnecting moments yeah. between the big meaty plot stuff that I wish we the got more of this season. Yeah, character, if yes. you will. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I loved that moment so much. That was, I think that one was probably my favorite. My second favorite, because I got to pick something else new, is I loved the moment when Cersei nods at the mountain, and we really thought Jamie might actually yeah. die. But how because does he know the nod? We just don't. I just, I just <laughs> loved it because degrees. it perfectly set up a moment that I didn't think I was capable of anymore. I was genuinely shocked and surprised and thought they might actually kill a main character, yeah. and that's one of the mm -hmm. main things I love about the show. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, my name is Michelle Boyd. You can find me on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch at, at Michelle Boyd. Spencer? You can find me as well at Spencer J. Gilbert. I'm sure we'll be doing more Game of Thrones stuff in general, but uh, we got so. we got a year. We got a year to and prepare. And a half. Yeah, and then it'll be gone forever <laughs> until they make four spinoffs. <laughs> we'll spin be here for the yeah. Dunkin' Egg series uh, yeah. in 2025. Do you know what I want to see? Wait, I want to see the whole conquering. That's the what Aegon. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see Aegon come in. Or maybe, I don't know. There's so much stuff to see. There's Camille, what do you want to see? I'm at Roth Cornette on the things. Uh, <laughs> I'm Kamel Nanjiani at Kamel N on Twitter. And my movie, The Big Sick, is in theaters still. And it's actually uh, going into more screens going into this weekend, into Labor Day weekend. So if you missed it and it left your theater, check again because it might be coming back. And if you haven't seen it, go see it. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. I see it. It's so good. This is one of the best movies of the summer, for real. For sure. Oh, All good you. things. And thank you guys so much for joining us here. You can always continue the conversation with the hashtag Watching Thrones. We want to know about your Raging Throner. What was your favorite moment of this whole season? What do you think is going to happen in season eight? Yeah. In a year and a half from now? I just, oh, we can't take it. But thank you again, guys. And we'll see you later. Bye. Thanks again to T-Mobile for sponsoring today's episode. Check out what makes them America's best unlimited network at T-Mobile.com slash coverage.